Hello and welcome to the Jordan High 2004 podcast. This is Steve. And this is Gonzo. Gonzo, it's so good to see you. It's been a minute. Like, for real, it's, it's, I think it's been like a month since at least. Yeah, yeah last it's been a while. Together. We were, we took a couple weeks off, we went to Disneyland, but Disney World. Yeah, how was it? It was great. Um, I mean, the kids loved it. Bonnie had a great time. It's, I, I liked it. It was, it, it's hard for me to be like at the parks all day, like, you know, pushing the stroller, all the tons of people that gives me anxiety, but it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. It was actually pretty good. The only, I think magic kingdom one day that was like wall to wall people. And I was just like, you walk into whatever fantasy land, whatever it is. And you just see like a sea of people and you now you have to navigate through with a double stroller or whatever. That's the, like my heart starts beating fast, you know, but, but it was great. And we have like, cause of Ollie, we get a disability pass and which is just the same thing as like a genie plus or a lightning, whatever it is Mm -hmm. where you schedule your rides and then you just show up and, and go through the quick line, which is, it was great. It's really nice. Yeah, that's that. really nice. Yeah. So we had a great trip. The the um, the weather was really nice. And I can see why Bryson likes it out there. It was like we were on Friday, we were at the pool and then flew home Saturday and all the kids, is 40 degrees here. We're like All the kids are like, oh no, <laughs> take us back. Like, almost got eaten by a bunch of alligators, but at least the weather was really nice. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and then the other thing that like I was happy about is like I ran almost every day. Like, well, you missed on vacation. one day. The thing is like, and the reason why is because I forgot to body glide myself before we went to the parks, and it was like a heavy. It was like a thirty thousand step day, like at the parks. So I was like chafed like crazy. Mm. So like my butt was hurting too much to go on that <laughs> night. <laughs> I know, like you, that was like your first day that you missed in months and months, right? It like, was my first day I'd missed since I had COVID in March. So I had gotten, I had a streak of like running every single day since March and until like missing a day in October. That's crazy. So it, but I mean, we still got a ton of steps in. It was yeah, just like yeah. you just didn't go for a little run. Exactly. Yeah. And and that was running, but they were short runs because they had been like. I had already walked 10 miles that day, so it like ran, ran one or two miles. You know? Right. Uh, did you like that you went for that long? Because you were there for a couple weeks. Right? We were there for a couple weeks. I did like, I just had for like a couple of years ago, I made, I promised myself that I was going to take all my vacation days from work because I had been working way too much, not taking enough time off. I don't know. I just realized that like, no one's going to look out for me and work isn't that important. So I'm just going to like take time off when I can, whenever yeah. I can. So I'm so glad you did. Cause you, and I think everyone knows like you and me and Drew, we always send ourselves like each other, like our Fitbit weekly updates. Of course. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, like you had a huge boost in your sleep. Like your sleep got way, way better when you were on your trip. And yeah, I think I hit like eight hours one day. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, like first time in my life. <laughs> yeah. So like, I, I don't know. I'm just like counting down the days where all of a sudden I come over here and you're not even living here anymore. <laughs> you moved to Florida. You just live at Disney World. and Yeah. if Disney, if you're listening, are you looking for accountants? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I can give you a really good like character reference. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm glad you guys had fun. Like, it, it, I'm glad yeah. you had fun. It was awesome. Yeah, it was great. Um, and then got back. Halloween has been really good. We... The kids loved it. Now we're back to real world, back to life. I gave out over 150 little tubes of toothpaste. <laughs> I, bought, I was like, last year I, gave, I ran yeah. out fast, so I brought home boxes of it. And I was like, and I also gave out candy, which is funny because Natalie picked our costume. So she was Cindy Lou Who and I was the Grinch. Yeah, and your Grinch costume was like movie quality. It, it was, was awesome. awesome. It was really cool. And so I'm just sitting in a rocking chair and I'm like, here's some candy. And some toothpaste, and and only out of all those, maybe five kids were like, I don't want that. And I was like, then you can't have candy. Like, <laughs> I might be a Grinch, but I'm not that big of a Grinch. But, uh, but it was fun. I love Halloween. I think it's just fun to just, I, I like it for that aspect, just to make kids happy. So, what what else has been going on with you guys? Kind of like what you just said, like, there's just... Uh, we fall break, we went to California, just took a few days off, went down there. We're going to be going back again for Thanksgiving. 
So, Steve, who do we got on tonight? We have a very special guest, Marie Bradburn. Marie Woodhead back in high school. Back in high school. And I'm, I'm excited because this has been, I feel like, it, I knew, I, I felt in my bones that eventually this one would happen, but she's been a listener for years. And so I ran into her at a little party thing that, like, well, I call it a party. A get-together. A get-together. Like Bryson just said, hey, a bunch of people are meeting at, the, at Buttercup Park. Bring some food if you want to just come hang out. So I show up with my kids. And she was there and somehow, maybe it was just like in person, she couldn't say no. I don't know. But convinced her to come. And it still took us some work to get <laughs> yeah. here. But she's here. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited to talk to her. Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited too. Um, I wanted to like say, like, she's got a, like her husband looks like a, a sexy Santa. <laughs> got a nice full gray beard and he's like ripped. So it's like a, if like... Santa had a calendar like picture that oh my gosh. her husband <laughs> would be on it. <laughs> a Santa calendar, sexy yeah. Santa calendar. That's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> business idea, Marie. Talk to me, yeah. Addison. We can get something going. Good side hustle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, That's but awesome. I'm excited to chat with her. So yeah, here's our conversation with Marie. Hi, Marie. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's and, been a long time coming. And thank you for coming over. I thought, like, from Sandy, um, some track over here. It was. And with daylight savings, it was, like, really dark, really soon. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, like, an extra hour to get here. So it's that's, true. that's true. <laughs> it just, yeah, it, it feels, like extra dark. It feels a little later. Yeah, yeah. it feels later. No, I, I'm happy to be here. You guys are really nice. You've, I feel like I've made every excuse in the book. For like two years to not come. Yes. And now I'm here, so it's a miracle. <laughs> I like to think that it started almost kind of thanks to Bryson for starting that little get-together. Bryson deserves some credit for sure. Yeah. A little. Yeah. A little. Yeah. No, Bryson's great. Yeah, he's reached out to me just once every like few months, and he's like, hey, when are you going to be on the podcast? Come on. So yeah, he will dedicate this to Bryson. <laughs> I, I think he just wants to hear hear from you more uh, than maybe? anything. Maybe. I don't know. Bryson's great. I actually live in his mom's ward now in Sandy. And so I've been able to see him when he comes to visit. And yeah. That's nice. Yeah. So yes, his encouragement helped get me here, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good old Bryson. Thanks, yeah. Bryson. <laughs> so Marie catches up a little bit. Um, Cinderella senior year from today. What's, <laughs> yeah. what's happened? I peaked. I peaked at Cinderella. And I, yeah, that's, that's pretty much my life right there. But no, yeah, so graduated high school 20 years ago. I can't believe that. It feels like, I don't know, like in some ways it feels like 20 years ago. In other ways, it's like, it feels like yesterday. I can't believe yeah. how fast that was. So um, I went straight down to BYU that fall. Um, didn't love it. It was actually, it was hard for me down there, but I roomed with Rachel Sheets, another beat digger who I adore and love and is one of my greatest friends. So I loved living with her down there. Um, met my husband, my now husband really, really fast, got married way too fast, way too, way too young, way too fast. Like just putting it out there. Typical BYU Mormon well, love story. Yeah. I know like I followed your Instagram, uh-huh. and I know you have, like, a kid, like, driving right now, right? He'll be 16 next month. Yeah. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. So, I mean, like, 20, I'm trying to do the math. 20 <laughs> years, high school graduation, uh-huh. a 16-year-old kid. It's yeah. pretty. Like, oh, yeah. I was 19 when I got married, and 21 when I had Jack. So, and I threatened my kids every day, do not do what I did. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't do it. So, no. But, yeah, so got married, and then... Uh, about a year later, we actually moved out to Columbus, Ohio for law school. So he went to Ohio State for law school, the, the Ohio State University. So we are Buckeye fans. And um, it's funny because as soon as we got out there, I realized, okay, maybe I do want to go to view. Like, maybe I actually do want to get my bachelor's degree. And I kind of had this mind switch. And I was like, crap, I think I really do want to get my my degree and finish that somehow. So when we were out there, I kind of just made this goal for myself in the back of my mind, like someday, somehow I will go back and I will finish and get my bachelor's degree. And I think it was mostly just to prove to myself that I could do it. I kind of do that a lot. I do things just to prove to myself that I can. <laughs> and then I also thought too, you know, if I ever have a daughter one day, I just, not that you have to go to college and that that's the way I think everyone should go, but I just for some reason, just felt like if I ever have a girl, I just want to set an example that if you want to do something, you can go do it. So 
I just made this goal to somehow get my, my degree from BYU again someday. So we had our first baby out there, Jack, and he um, likes to say that he's from Columbus, even though we moved back, <laughs> we moved back when he was one, but it's fun for him to, we're, he just loves cheering for Ohio State and it's just kind of fun to have that connection. But my husband graduated from law school in 2009, like the spring of 2009, and it was just our luck right in the middle of all the recession and really, really bad timing. So we didn't have any job offers or anything like that when he graduated. In fact, most of his classmates, I didn't have job offers, which is really bad timing. And the ones that did, those got like taken back and it was just a rough time. So we're like, well, let's just go back to Utah and see what happens. And so we went back and he did end up getting hired with the attorney general's office, which was awesome. So he worked as an attorney there and I reapplied to BYU and got in and just kind of started chipping away at my goal. And I had a toddler now, so... So when you went yeah. to Columbus, yeah. you said that I, I want to, were you still going to school when you met your husband and got married? Or uh -huh, did you, yeah. you just didn't, he was closer to starting exactly. law school than you were to finishing. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. We got married in August of 05. He graduated from college from BYU in April of 06. Okay. And so, and then we, we moved that August of 06. So yeah, I so it's not like you just kind of withdrew from school. Yeah. Okay. I didn't. Yeah. Which I was fine with at the time. Like I said, I didn't really love it. And then something, like I said, I was just like, oh, I think I do want to do that. So anyway, um, I would go do like night classes, whatever it took. Just, um, I would go up to the BYU Salt Lake Center or do classes online, just part-time, just slowly. And I declared a family sciences major and, um, had our second baby, Sam. And then we had an opportunity to go out to California for a job. And I was so close at this point. I was like... A couple classes away and I was like oh you've got to be kidding me I'm so close but I was able to like email my teachers and get it figured out it was like my capstone class I think was the last one or something and so we moved out to California and I finished my last class out there just online and I remember going to the testing center to take like my final 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 exam I was 26 at this point literally 40 weeks pregnant with my third baby now <laughs> oh wow <laughs> I know and I remember just sitting in the desk and taking my final exam and having this moment like oh my gosh I did it and then um I went into labor the next morning and I had my daughter which was cool because I kind of had her in mind the whole time so we drove back to Utah a month later when she was a month old and I walked to graduation and at, at BYU, which was really, really cool for me, like a big accomplishment. So let's see the Cal. Congrats on your <gasps> Thank, you. Yeah. Thank you. It's been a long time now. It was, again, I was 26, but still it was, yeah. And then, uh, the California thing didn't last very long. It's really expensive out there. And we're like, this is dumb. So we came back to Utah and have been back here since that was in 2013. So we've been back here since then, had our fourth baby, <laughs> Um, who is now almost nine. I can't believe that. My youngest is almost nine. It's so crazy. So boy, boy, girl, girl boy. boy. Yep. Three boys and a girl. Um, let's see the whole mayor gig thing happened shortly after that. That was an experience. And then not doing that anymore, but we still live in Sandy, like right down the street, pretty much from where I was raised, which never expected to do that ever. But here we are. It's a good neighborhood. It's a good neighborhood. It is. It's a good place. So the kids now are just, oh my gosh, it's crazy. Like I said, Jack, he is, he'll be 16. He's in driver's ed right now. He's huge and tall and towers over me, which I know is not that hard, but he's like a tall kid. And he plays on the basketball team at Hillcrest High School. We technically live in Jordan Boundaries, you guys, but... We you guys pull some strings. <laughs> yeah. He didn't make the Jordan team, so... No, 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 no. I just, I feel kind of bad that we're on the Jordan podcast and he goes, no, it doesn't matter. But he, he goes to Hillcrest. We permit our kids over there, but former guest Andrew Yon mm -hmm. actually works there now. He's like the vice principal of Hillcrest now, so... Oh. It's been fun to run into him that's there a little bit. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Jack. And then our second son, Sam, is 13 and he's almost taller than me. He makes me stand up next to him every day. <laughs> he's just so ready for like that moment where he's taller. And it's a big accomplishment uh, when you become yeah. taller than your mom. <laughs> I think it 
like my mom's five foot nothing. Okay. And uh, I remember, you know, when I was fourteen or whatever. Whenever yep. I got taller than her, it's, it's a big very, deal. It's yeah. Well, yeah. when you don't have any concept of who, who's really actually tall and who's not, really <laughs> yeah, I'm taller than mom. Yeah, I'm taller than an adult. Yeah. Well, the thing is yeah. that like all your life, she's kind of like the boss of she is the boss of you. Yeah. And like. So it becomes, it is an accomplishment when you're yeah, eventually bigger deal. than your mom. Yeah, yeah, totally. So he's excited for that. It should be happening any day now. <laughs> he's awesome. He also plays competitive basketball. He's really, really, really good at that. That's fun to watch. Um, but his his big thing is he loves aviation. He wants to be a pilot. So <laughs> that's been a new world for me. That's kind of, it terrifies me, but it's also really cool to watch him be able to explore what he loves. So um, and then Nora, our one girl, she, her big love is tumbling. She's a really great tumbler and she plays soccer and the violin and she's just kind of my little mini me. I feel like I'm so grateful. I got my one girl. <laughs> so, and then Will, our youngest, he's kind of our artistic one. He, I love seeing your chalk art Gonzo because it reminds me a lot of my son. He's very artistic and our house is just covered with paper because he's constantly sketching, drawing, always has a pencil in his hand, like just drawing all the time. So it's, uh, that's kind of where we're at. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was a really fast well, catch yeah, up. Yeah, thanks for the awesome. catch up. Yeah. So take us back to high school Marie. Yeah. Who, who were you back then? How did you see yourself? Yeah, so it's been really awesome to hear everyone's answers because I'm learning that we all felt the same way. Like we all, for the most part, it sounds like we're semi-insecure. And I just at the time felt like, I was the only one who was insecure. Like everyone else had it all figured out and that just wasn't the case. And so it's been, it's been really interesting. Or everyone, I feel like everybody else exuded confidence, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. And you see everyone and you think, oh, they must mm-hmm. be all there. Yeah. Everyone's confident. And I'm yeah. the only one that's exactly. like, thinks I'm, I'm an idiot. Yeah, exactly. Right? But <laughs> what yes. I've learned is that everybody thought that they were yes, idiots. Exactly. <laughs> just gone through it we're just going through it so no overall like generally speaking I have great memories of high school I had a good group of friends and there I was comfortable with them and I was comfortable kind of coming out of my shell with them and I found my place in the music department where I felt like I could thrive and um but outside of that like outside of my comfort zone I was like I said just like painfully insecure and I kind of had this fear, like almost phobia probably, of like being embarrassed, like looking dumb. And it stopped me from trying new things, like trying so many things that I, because in my mind I was such a perfectionist and it was like this black or white, like zero or nothing mentality where I would rather not do something at all, like not even try it, than do it and look dumb doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and Or fail at it or something. And um it's something I regret. Like, I wish that I wish I wasn't that way, but, um, I would just, yeah, I don't know. I, like I said, in my own circle, I felt good about myself, but outside of that, I was just always comparing like, Oh, I'm not as cute as her or as funny as her or as outgoing. I was especially hard on myself with not being naturally like extroverted and outgoing. Cause in my mind, I saw that as like the superior personality, you know, I was naturally more reserved and, introverted and I saw that almost as like a a bad thing like so I would try to force myself like to be more extroverted and it just didn't work out like it just wasn't who I was and I think I was kind of hard on myself for that but um but yeah I don't know I like when I think about things I wish that I would have gone for like I always wanted to run for student for student body officer or whatever but like really bad I really wanted to try but in my mind like there's no way I'm not cool enough to win that, so I'd rather you just not try. Won. I thought the same thing. Exactly, that's what <laughs> I'm You find realizing. out that not everybody does it. You're like, yeah, I, I won by default. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, but just like an example of something that like I let fear stop me from because I would rather not do it than do it and lose because that would be oh my gosh so humiliating when. It wouldn't have been. Like, I wish so bad I would have just gone for more things, you know? Did you have any experiences where you did get really embarrassed and that was what made you not want to look dumb or feel dumb? Yeah. How many times did you look dumb? (laughs) All the time. (laughs) I mean, I can't... something that made you more reserved to not try to do it? No, I... Nothing like... Not like a big 
moment that like, oh my gosh, I was traumatized. I think a lot of it was just my natural personality, just more reserved and not super confident in myself. And so thinking that I'd say dumb things or, or look dumb or whatever, I think maybe just, just held me back. But in my, in my area where I felt like I was good at stuff. So like in the music department, I, like I went for Cinderella because I was confident that I could do well at that. And I did. And that was so fun. Um, but I think I could have done a lot more if had I just not been so afraid of like failure. Where did this perfectionist thing come from? Where did my perfectionism kind of yeah, come from? Yeah, where did your perfectionism come from? I think it's a combination of a couple things. So I'm the oldest in my family. So I have three younger siblings. And so I think naturally just kind of being the oldest and being the girl, like I just always did what I was supposed to do. And I kind of felt like I had to set a good example for my younger siblings. And I kind of just... I think it morphed into feeling like I had to be perfect, you know, like be this perfect, good girl all the time. And another thing that I think played into it was I was trained classically on the piano all growing up and at like a pretty intense level. So, um, it was very, and mm, I'm trying to decide because it was, it's one of the biggest blessings of my life. Like I love that I was able to play the piano and that I can still play the piano. Um, but I do think it, at some points it made me feel like I had to be perfect. Like whenever we would perform, I would have two recitals a year and it was truly expected to play like perfectly. And you would prepare and prepare and prepare to perform perfectly. And I would feel like if I, if I, couldn't if I had to present anything under that like it wasn't good enough and so I think that must have seeped into just my my up uh, my outside of piano life too that I need to be perfect otherwise it's not good enough to like put out there or to mm-hmm. share you know that totally makes sense yeah how old were you when you started playing the piano well I was six when I started playing the piano but I was 10 when I switched to this this new teacher who was like a professor up at the U and it became a very like more serious, like intense thing. Did you have a switch where you were just like, again? Oh, oh, no. There's a woman actually. And she She. was fantastic. I love her. She's since passed away, but she is one of my all time favorite people. And again, I love that I had that experience, but I think it made me feel like I sometimes had to be perfect, you know? So I think that's where it came from. Maybe Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm a recovering I'm still trying to get over that. That makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Whatever. You live and you learn. Whatever. So <laughs> There's still time. Uh, there's still time. <laughs> oh, we'll, have, uh, we'll do some elections at uh, 20 year reunion. Okay. Sounds yeah. good. I'll work on my campaign right now. <laughs> yeah. No. So, but yeah, I think that was probably pretty, I, th- I have like a suspicion, like an idea of maybe how I came across to other people. And I don't know if it's right or not, but. Well, let's I, hear it. well, I feel like I probably came across a little goody goody. Like, yeah, um, <laughs> I really, it's okay. That's I totally knew that's how I came across, it, and I'm worried that like that's not a bad thing. I mean, well, yeah. yeah, I don't know, but I feel like when people are more reserved, especially girls, like if they're more quiet naturally, I feel like sometimes it can come across as like snotty and. I hope I didn't come across that way. I just, I really did try so hard to just be kind to everybody. But if I was ever extra quiet or whatever, it was just because I was more reserved. And so, not snotty, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> so who are you, how do you describe yourself today? How, how have you changed? Um, I feel like a lot of me is still the same. Um, but yeah, a lot of me has changed too. I'm definitely a lot more secure in myself. I, I call myself a recovering perfectionist, like a recovering people pleaser, a recovering overthinker, just like all the things because... Yeah, but you mentioned like, hey, I would... So I was afraid to try new things unless I knew I was going to be mm-hmm. good at them. Yeah. Is that still true? Like, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. so you still have oh, a hard yeah. time uh-huh. trying new stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I'm trying to get over that. Like, let's try something new or something that... Just something that scares you, Yeah. you know, and it's okay to not be perfect. I'm really getting over the whole perfectionism thing just it's okay to not be perfect because if you wait till everything's perfect you're never going to do anything you know it's okay to just and it's hard to now when you're on the parent side of things and i'm giving all this advice to my kids and then i don't do it myself yeah like if i'm teaching them to do these things like to go out for stuff and don't like Jack, stuff only, you... only do it if you're perfect yeah <laughs> like you said right yeah so i'm like oh i should probably set a better example but anyway 
<laughs> yeah. And what about you? Do you still feel reserved? Is that still- I'm naturally still yes a reserved person. I've and I've accepted that that is okay. Like I have learned that there's not one way that's better than the other. It's okay if I'm more of like a reserved person, and yes. I've come to accept that. Yeah, that's exactly. Okay. So that's the difference because I feel yeah. like if you're introverted, you mm-hmm. in high school maybe you try to push yourself to be extroverted mm-hmm. because that's what like it. Not that it's expected, but just yeah. like you're saying, it's the superior personality. Right? <laughs> you're exactly. trying to like yeah. fit into that mold. Yeah. But it's like, well, maybe today you're happy with being introverted. Absolutely, yeah. And I'm a homebody. I kind of always have been a homebody. And so like nine times out of ten, I would choose to just stay home. That's my happy place, like my safe place. And But in high school, I did love, like I loved going to football games and I loved going to dances and stuff like that. I wasn't, I wasn't like a hermit or anything, but just... Um, just more quiet, I guess. Be there, but maybe not be the center. Of the yes, exactly. Yeah. Yep. So. Do you do you like one-on-one situations? Like, do you like to, rather than being in big crowds? Yes. Do you like to have mm-hmm. more? More one-on-one? so, yeah. Like, if I had to pick one or the other, like if I'm in a group or something where I do kind of have to be more extroverted like I'm a dead for three days after <laughs> like it just drains me so yeah more one-on-one more personal I say yeah I would say for sure I'm more comfortable with that but yeah <laughs> uh, what else what how, how else have you changed um like I said I feel like I'm I'm more secure in myself I feel like I don't I don't worry as much about what other people think of me and uh, yeah I feel like too Again, I'm just keep going back to parenting because that's so much of my life right now. But when you see it from a different perspective, like I'm on the outside looking in now, I watch my kids as teenagers and you just kind of realize like what matters and what doesn't. (laughs) And I think that kind of gives you an inner confidence when you finally realize, okay, this is, I promise they're not all looking at you. Like I promise not everyone is looking at you. And even though you feel like everyone's looking at you, I promise you they're not because they're worried about that everyone's looking at them. So yeah, exactly. it, you know, it doesn't matter just, just to smile and be kind and it doesn't matter. And I think too, just an extra 20 years now of life under my belt kind of just helps you be more confident. I mean, just all the stuff that life throws at all of us. Like I've kind of just had to come to terms with, like I can only control one thing and that's just, that's me. That's myself. I can control my choices and my reactions and my responses. I cannot control what happens around me or other people's choices. And so when I came to that realization, like that I, I am okay on my own, no matter what's happening around me. I think I used to, I used to hang my hat on, like I could be okay if everyone else around me was okay, or I could be happy if like my spouse was happy or, but I've had to learn to like stand on my own two feet and I am okay even if things around me are not okay. And that's given me like an inner confidence more and just made me more of a secure person. I think that I am an individual like as Marie and yeah. I'm okay on my own. If I not on my own, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like the, your happiness or your contentment is separate from yes. those around you exactly. or it's, it's individual. It's right? coming finally from it's internal now, yeah, not right. external. Like, so yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> So that kind of is going into like your big lessons. What have My what have you learned? Lessons. Oh man. So I feel like yeah, like if someone were to come to me and be like, like what would you tell your kids or something? Like what would you teach your kids? And I guess I kind of already touched on that in a little bit, but just oh, I feel like so many people say this, but just kindness goes such a long way. And I I feel like I tell my kids this whenever they. Whenever they leave for school in the morning, I'm like, okay, goodbye. I love you. And look for someone who needs you to say hi to them. Like, just look for someone. Look up from your phone for just a second and say hi to somebody. Because people will always remember how you made them feel. And so I think I've just learned that, yeah, that's just so much more important than anything else. But uh, what you're saying about being kind, I mean, honestly, that's something that's important to me with my children Mm -hmm. when we have parent teacher conference yeah i really don't care like yes when they're saying like they're ahead on this or they're a little behind on this or that i'm just like thumbs up for all that i don't yeah honestly i don't care but i'll ask the teacher exactly like have you are they kind are they inclusive to other to other children like exactly i care about that more than Mm -hmm. like i the I'll help them. And we'll read and we'll do math together, but I'm not going to, like, 
I'm not stressed out about that. That'll mm-hmm. come. You yeah, know? But exactly. it's just that I want them to be uh, good people, mm-hmm. friendly, kind yeah. people. And like, that's more important to me. Totally. So yeah, I totally agree. We always, I always say honesty too. Like I drill honesty. We call it honesty with a capital H in our house. Like number one rule, you just, you be honest. And I feel like it's important for them to learn like to be honest in the little things now, because that adds up to the big things later. Yeah. So just practicing, always being honest you know, is another thing too, I feel like. Um, that's, so. that's hard because like, it is hard. I'm always saying the same thing with my kids. I'm mm-hmm. like, don't, like, I'm not going to get mad just because, yep. you know, something happens and, and they're like, and some of them are like, <laughs> yeah. no, I really try really hard not to. Because <laughs> if I said I'm not going to, but, uh, but it's just like, it's so I'm hard. always give warnings before I get mad. <laughs> I'm about to get so mad at you. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just like, please listen the first time. Or yes. please listen. Right. Don't wait for us to get mad mm-hmm. at you. And, you know, and then by the... Mm-hmm. But sometimes you do get mad, but then sometimes mm-hmm. they're good. Yes. Yeah. But as far as honesty, like... Okay, so do you guys want to hear kind of a gross story? Yeah. And this is your episode. Always. We can, like... Not... No, let's do it. Okay. So we were on vacation. <laughs> and were this just happened like like a couple oh, weeks ago. okay like my wife's in the bathroom or something and moves <laughs> like laundry because we had like okay so we're like in this hotel it's like a room in a bathroom pretty yeah. much right so we have some like the kids swimsuits and stuff like mm-hmm. on the side of the um of the bathtub and we pick up like all these swimsuit and there's like a big old turd oh, like there. Yeah. And it's oh just like gosh. we're gonna have to like oh, yeah. throw it back in the toilet, flush it, and then we're like, <laughs> girls, what the heck? Or like, who's what happened? How did a poop get in there? Everyone is like, <laughs> no one knows anything. Yeah. Everyone's taken to their grave that like we oh we don't goodness. know. We're like, we we're not gonna get mad. Yeah, we still don't know. I have a theory yeah. because the, the girls were like It was Bonnie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the girls were like you know, united front. No one was okay. ratting on anyone. Everyone was going to take to their grave. <laughs> what have poop yeah. got hidden inside, like, that's everybody's awesome. swimsuits. Yeah, that's And hilarious. then we're, like, all taking a shower. I'm like, did somebody, like, poop in the shower and then yeah. just, like... But the toilet's right there. But and maybe <laughs> grabbed it and hid it in the, in the laundry. So funny. So we don't know, like... But yeah, or just like, just tell us what happened. Tell us the truth. Just We're not going to be mad. Yes, exactly. It's just driving me crazy yes. to not know. <laughs> yeah. You need to use the honesty with a capital A. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start saying yeah. that. <laughs> That's so funny. That's, I feel like a lot of my big lessons or things that I've learned all kind of have to do with parenthood. And same thing. I always say like my relationship with you, with my kids should, trumps everything like that comes first so I just want to be your safe space like my life's greatest goal is to be a safe space for my kids to not let them be afraid to come to me and talk to me about something and so yeah I, I would just is there like a way that you're like working on that relationship how are you mm-hmm. like what are you doing to be that yeah. safe space well I'm for sure not perfect at it so I feel like I no yeah can't you can brag exactly about yourself <laughs> no no one's gonna check up on you <laughs> Yeah, unless my kids listen to this, they're like, whoa, you, it's you're like, not you do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, like I said, I'm not perfect at it, but especially like when they're teenagers, I feel like you already want to have a little bit of that foundation built up before then. Mm-hmm. So working on it when they're younger and helping them feel safe with you so that when they are kind of in more of that teenage age, they already feel that way. You don't have to hurry and be like, oh crap, let me make sure I have a good relationship with you so you feel safe coming to me. And... So just starting young and letting them know that they can come to you. And like you said, I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to get mad at you. I just need you to come to me and talk to me about it. And so, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of what I, it's so hard. It's so freaking hard. Like parenting, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, I don't know how something that brings me the most joy that I have ever, ever felt can simultaneously cause me so much anxiety and stress and worry they coexist because it's it's the best thing in the world and it's the most terrifying in the world the most terrifying thing in the world at the same time you know but i'm just doing the best i can (laughs) so no i hear you i hear you it's like i don't know i and i feel i'm my kids aren't yeah my oldest is 10 she'll Mm -hmm. be 11 like in a couple months yeah 
So, it, but it, I don't know. I'm trying to be open when she does want to talk mm-hmm. and like not take those opportunities to be like, well, now let me teach you something. You yeah, know what I mean? Totally. Because it's just like, oh, like, like that's cool when you're mm-hmm. telling me this one thing. And I do actually like to talk about like, hey, let's, yeah. let's bring up, you know, mm-hmm. like a serious conversation. Let's yeah. talk about like puberty coming yeah. up soon. Or right. let's talk about yeah. like anything you want to mm-hmm. talk about, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like as long as I'm open, I'm hoping that I'm open to when she wants to talk to me, mm-hmm. then um, she will continue to talk to me. Right. That's my hope. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. the hope. Yeah. Is that if you do it now, they'll keep, it'll stay that way as yeah. they get older. And um, something else I've learned, I feel like, again, it has to do with parenthood. Sorry. It's just encompassed like basically my whole life since graduation. <laughs> so I feel like, like I said, I'm in this new stage now. Like I was my, the entire decade of my twenties. I was just, it, I was either having a baby or breastfeeding a baby, or it was just like babies and toddlers. And that was so much of my identity. And I've been in this kind of transition phase the past few years. That's been super bittersweet for me, but where I'm trying to figure out like, okay, that's not really, that's not my stage anymore. And I have these kids who are now a little bit older and more independent and yeah. Cause you said your youngest is nine. He'll be, he's eight and a half. He'll be oh, nine yeah. soon. Yeah. So it's a whole, it's like a whole new world, but I'm learning. Cause you know how like when you have little kids and babies and everyone always tells you like, enjoy every second because you know, it's going to go so fast and then it's gone. And that stressed me out so bad. I was like, Oh my gosh, am I enjoying, am I enjoying this? I need to enjoy this more. Yes. Like <laughs> enjoying every second because they kind of make it sound like that's the, when they're little like that, that's the best part. And as soon as it's gone, like, it's all crap after that. And you have to just enjoy it now because this is the peak and it's going to be gone. And I've learned, in my experience at least, like, that's just, that's not the case. Like, every stage is equally wonderful and every stage is equally hard, just in different ways. And I feel like if you can enjoy, yes, it's good to try to enjoy the stage you're in for sure. But don't just, um, don't wish, like, for example, I have to, I, if I see a little baby or a toddler and their squishy little cheeks and yeah, like it, 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 it makes me, you know, I'm like, Oh geez. Like, Oh, I miss that so much. I miss that stage. But a few years from now, when my kids are all grown and out of the house, I'm going to feel the same way when I see like a mom driving with her 16 year old. And I'm going to be like, Oh, I miss that so much. Like, cause I'm in a great stage now too. And so it's not like one stage is like I said, better than the other. They're all they're all good and they're all hard, just in different ways. Mm-hmm. And that's just something like I think. Cherishing where you're at. And yeah. Just making the most of it. Yeah. Yeah, because if you're always either living in the past or living in the future, like, oh, I can't wait to be an empty nester mm-hmm. or to, for my kids to get older so then I can. Yeah. We can go out on dates and not have to have a babysitter <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's just like yeah. you not paying attention to mm-hmm. today if you're just always hoping, or yeah. wishing for the past or hoping for the future. Exactly. Right? And like, I'm. Yes, I miss when they were little, absolutely. But I'm loving, it's so cool. Like, I love watching Jack learn how to drive. Like, it's so cool. Or I love what Sam has actually been up in an airplane with an instructor three times. And, like, I'm watching him learn how to fly an airplane. Like, it's just, it's really, really cool. It's really, really cool to see. And, yeah, you basically just trade, like, paying for diapers and formula to like braces and Accutane. It's just all the same. It's, it's expensive all the way around. It's just different expenses. So yeah, my lessons, I guess, are just about motherhood apparently. So that's cool. I'll that's probably fine. be a really young empty nester and a really young grandma. Maybe who knows, but maybe, maybe I hope not. I'm fine being a young empty well, nester. If they listen to your advice and don't do what you do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. They just have to keep listening to me, threatening them to not do that. So, so unless it makes them happy. Uh, <laughs> I'll, still, I'll still tell them no. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, a, it's a happy moment. That's fleeting. Yes. Like, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. So if those are some of the lessons you've learned, what are some of the passions that you have now? You know, yeah. what have so, you discovered new passions? Yeah. I, have, I actually have you guys besides motherhood, which I've obviously I've made that very clear that I, that's kind of my passion. I, then this is something that I like high school Marie would have never thought that like 37 year old Marie would be into, but I have gotten very into exercise and fitness and specifically 
at home exercise and so much so that I actually just passed the CPT exam, which is certified personal trainer, which was another big goal of mine. Kind of the same thing as my bachelor's degree. Like I just wanted to, I was like, I think I want to prove to myself that I can, I can pass that test. And I did as like a week ago, I finally took it. I studied loosely for like a year. I studied, I guess, but, um, congratulations. (laughs) It's kind of silly. It's probably not the hardest test for most people, but for me, I was like, this is kind of hard, (laughs) but it was, yeah. So I, I got into it when I was 30. I, I knew I was done having kids. My youngest was not quite two yet. I wasn't like breastfeeding anymore. And I was like, okay, I kind of had this, um, I don't know what to call it. Feeling prompting. I don't know really what it was, but I, it was just this feeling like you need to start exercising like right now. And it was so urgent and I didn't exercise growing up. I wasn't athletic growing up. Um, but it was like, you need to right now and like immediately. (laughs) And I was like, what the heck? Why can I not get this off my mind? So I knew for sure I did not want to go to a gym. That was 100% out of the question. It's just not for me. Some people love it. That's awesome for me. It's just not my thing. And I had these little kids, you know, at, at home and I was like, okay, so I found this, this at home program online that was like, um, three days a week with small space, minimal equipment. Um, and I was like, okay, I'll try this out. And it was, I even remember it was January of 2017 and I, tried it out just at my house. I had like a pair of five pound dumbbells and a pair of three pound dumbbells. And it was like resistance training, like hit circuits type stuff, stuff I'd never done before. And something clicked. I don't know what happened, but something clicked and I like fell in love with it. And I just was hooked from that moment on. And that was like seven years ago. And I have just not stopped. (laughs) I, and it's really cool because the reason I love it so much is because it has completely saved. It sounds dramatic. It sounds so dramatic, but it has saved my life. Mentally, it has completely saved my mental health. I um, went through some really, really, really dark, hard times. And um, I'm convinced that that daily habit of exercise is what saved my life. (laughs) And it got me out of bed and it kept me just, it just kept me going. And I think that's kind of why I wanted to maybe try to make it like official, like get certified so that I can maybe help other people, especially women, um, kind of experience the benefits of, of exercise as far as mentally, like how, how much it can help you. So I, I absolutely love it. It's a huge passion of mine. So there you go. <laughs> I know. I, I do it I, every day from home. I'm with still. you. Yeah. yeah. I, I love exercising. I like, yeah. If I, I exercise every day and mm-hmm. if I don't, it, awesome. I feel weird. Yeah, yeah. Same. And my kids know too. Like, it's just what mom does. Like it's an, I call it a non-negotiable. Like I brush yeah. my teeth and I exercise like every single day and I don't have any, I don't have a home gym. I don't have anything bigger fancy. I, I've, I've accumulated more like dumbbells as I've gotten like stronger over the years, but I just, I just do it for my house every single day. And I've even started writing my own stuff, like part of studying for the exam there was like a whole unit on program design and I loved that part because that's what I love most I don't um I don't have any desire to go like train people I think people hear personal trainer and they just have this idea oh so you're gonna go train people like at a gym and that's actually not at all what I want to do I just I love the creative outlet side of it too like coming up with my own workouts and making them effective and efficient as possible and doable at home and yeah, it's kind of weird, but I'm just, I'm a little bit obsessed with it, so, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. The endorphins flowing, get that yeah. dopamine hit. Yeah, just like, it totally do, is. It, is it the first thing you do every day? Mm-hmm. Like, you wake up and exercise? Uh, I get my kids off to school first, and then as soon as they leave, it's the first thing, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, in the summertime, obviously, I'm not getting them off to school, but <laughs> I do it you there, too, and they're there. Yeah, so. When they do it with you, right? Like, you posted some videos where, like, yeah, sometimes, like especially in the you, summer. Right? Yeah, they'll do it with me, and yeah, they just know that's what I do. So it's awesome. And I think like there's been studies that your children's health mm-hmm. is directly correlated Absolutely. with like yeah. the parents' mm-hmm. exercise habits. Yeah. It's so true. So that is such. I see it on the dental side. Mm-hmm. I'll have 
parents who have horrible mouths. Every time, like people in their forties, fifties, sixties, every single six months when I see them, yeah. something new, and their kids, exactly the yeah. same. Like, oh, I'm my. You just, I have soft teeth. Yeah, I have soft enamel because my parents. It's like right. they they do. We have see genetic candy do. addictions. Yes. <laughs> And I think that absolutely it's the same thing with that. Like your kids will do what you do. Mm -hmm. Like we talked earlier about like, tell tell them to be kind, tell them to be honest. But it's like, if they see you treating Mm -hmm. people like crap, if they see you kind of lying, because it's just more convenient, Mm -hmm. they're going to do what we do. And so when they see mom working out every day and guys like eating, eating right Mm -hmm. and exercising is so super important. That's going to be at least in their minds whether they do it or not because mm-hmm. kids whatever yeah but like as they get older they're gonna be able to man my mom freaking worked out every single day yeah every day yeah and like i know gonzo that's the first thing he does every single day and he's like loves it i know before for me, i brush my teeth oh, look at that. <laughs> show off jeez jeez we'll talk <laughs> like i do it before work like i my alarm goes off monday through saturday 4 30 like oh, i go wow. but i do go to the gym i yeah. love going to the gym that's I, awesome i don't talk to any people mm-hmm. but i like to just go there yeah um but i agree like starting the day off with that and i think especially having a routine or just building that habit where it's you said non-negotiable. I feel like the more we've done it, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't even really take effort in your brain. Yep. Like that decision exactly. has been made forever ago. So you're not using energy yep. to like, okay, am I going to do this? It's like, mm-hmm. no, I just exactly. go and do it. And it's this thing that's so good for you mm-hmm. mentally, physically, mm-hmm. emotionally. Like I, I agree Like you're preaching to the choir. Yeah. So okay. I'm really yeah. happy that you're doing yeah. that. And I can't wait to see Marie's program. <laughs> We'll see. I have started Marie's sharing. personal training. Oh, no. Sends no. you a DVD. <laughs> <laughs> DVD. You got to, no, first no. you got to buy a DVD player. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah. Go, go to DI and buy a DVD player. Yeah. No, I have started, I have started sharing a few things on Instagram just for fun. Talk about doing something scary, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm pushing myself and doing something scary. And I, I share a little bit of it on Instagram. It's get ready for it. It's moved by Marie. It's a little cheesy, <laughs> but I, I love to share it on there. Like I said, a lot of it is just the creativity side of it is kind of healing for me too. But like you said, when it's a habit and you don't even have to think anymore, that's why I'm so glad. Like I listened to that feeling and started when I did. Cause I had no idea what was coming down the road for me. Like I had no idea that I was going to go through some major crap and be in some super dark times, but I already had that habit in place by the time it all, it all happened. And so I already, it was already a habit for me. So it kept going. Yeah. Yeah. So I already, it was already there for me to help me get through it. So I totally agree with you. And I also think too, it's just, I think it's good for moms and kids. I think it's good for kids to see their moms set a goal and work for it. So with me, this test that I wanted to take and pass, like, I think it's good that my kids saw me do something like kind of outside of motherhood, like, Oh, mom set this goal that has nothing to do with us and she's working hard to achieve it. And I think it's good for kids to see their moms do that too. So that has nothing to do with them. <laughs> I think that all of us like this, that you talked about your twenties, you're like, I'm always pregnant or having a kid yeah. or breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. And it's like our whole lives are for our kids. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden when they're kind of taking care of themselves, it's really cool like, what do I do now with some of my time? Like, how am I going to take care of me? And they are old enough to see it. Yeah. And did you, like, text them, like, send them a picture, like, in your face is kidding. <laughs> no, but I feel like that's, a, that's no. like a mom I did trap them, more than, like, that's a good. dad trap. Like, I feel yeah. like, in, in a way, like, moms are more expected to, like, yeah, I don't know, call yeah. them, like, whatever gender norms or whatever, but moms are more expected to like sacrifice for their children to like not have a hobby or not have things that outside of the family that they care about or they do. And so I feel like it is important for moms, especially because you can be like, Oh, like I never think twice before picking up something new. Like I'm like, Hey, pickleball. Maybe I can pickleball every Wednesday. (laughs) Totally. And like, Hey, like I, I, the kids know and see that I will do stuff. Um, but I feel like it is, it is, it is different for moms. And I think it's really important to see that, like, it's not just like a dad thing that dad can have hobbies. Like mom should be able to 
do things that yeah. they're passionate about that makes them happy that mm-hmm. yeah. um, that they like yeah. you know outside of you know wiping yeah. a poopy butt or whatever yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. yes exactly I totally agree with you and yeah kind of like along those lines they saw they saw their dad so my husband like achieve a big goal too like they saw him do his whole thing with being the mayor and they see him they see him with you know his work every day and everything but yeah for me I think sometimes we get in this trap where they think mom is just she cleans up after she she's this sandwiches. robot. Yeah. She's a robot. Like she's just here to do all the mom things. And so, yeah, it's good for them to see that we're more than just that too. So anyway. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Good job passing your test. Oh, thanks. That's Thank great. you. I appreciate that. <laughs> so Marie, yeah. um, do we have any beef? Zero beef. No. Like, uh, I've got some beef. Oh no! So do I. I don't have any beef. <laughs> oh, you do? <laughs> Steve, are you serious? Yes. Well, I'm going to apologize to you. Oh. Okay. okay bring it on. <laughs> um, I I won't share it with the world, but I'm going to send you a picture. Okay. So we on choir to our senior year mm-hmm. took the bus to California, mm-hmm. and I was really annoying in high school. <laughs> I think people think back and like, yeah, Steve, you were really nice. I was really annoying. Gonzo knows. <laughs> you were also really nice, but yeah, you could, I was like, you could be annoying. I remember you being very nice. I think people like having me around, but yeah, I, I, like, there's the line, and I would always just take a joke or something just too far. Yeah, like I had these. I think I had disposable cameras for this trip, and I was just nice. taking pictures and being annoying on the bus. And I had this picture where you were asleep. That's probably like one in the morning. Oh yeah, it's in the middle of the night. Yeah. And I'm waking you up, and then I just snap this photo. So oh, I have this, yeah. like, oh, no. half-asleep, <gasps> super pissed off oh, no. Marie picture that I'll send to you. Okay. And that's it. It's no big deal. <laughs> it's just like, thanks for being nice to me and sorry. I was Maybe it's so a big annoyed. deal once she sees the picture. Yeah, have I, have I ever seen it? Did you ever show it to me? I no, wonder. I think I mentioned it to you once. I think maybe at, at the park, uh, yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll send it to okay, you. Okay, and uh, I will probably die when I see it. It's, it's probably not very flattering. It's not flattering, I'll be honest. With capital H. <laughs> but you know, anyone waking right up, it's like, ah. Yeah. Well, thanks for not hitting me. You you're know? welcome. No, I, I wouldn't that. hit you. Yeah. Well, it's probably a good thing you didn't show me because I've talked about how, how afraid I was of being embarrassed. So it's, you probably saved me the embarrassment. But you can show me now. Okay. <laughs> I, might, I, might have, I might have a save. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's nothing that's serious. Not, that's not bad. I'm nah. not trying to beef with me. No, I don't no. have I don't have beef with anybody. I feel like if, if I've learned anything, it's like, we all were just doing the best we could. So even if like someone did hurt my feelings or whatever, you just, that person was probably just having a bad day. Like that's something else I've learned listening to all of this is that like your guys' podcast is, I had no idea what people were going through. Like I had no idea, Steve, what you were dealing with at home or like same with you, Gonzo, you guys have opened up about what you were dealing with and other people have been so vulnerable too. And I just had no idea. And I've kind of taken that into my adult life too. Like you just don't know what people are going through. So, um, yeah, (laughs) just give, giving people the benefit of the doubt and just, just, yeah, I think that's, I'm rambling. So no, I I get you. I always feel like I want to, just like you're saying, like give the benefit of the doubt. I, I don't remember who said this, but someone said that people's reaction reactions are 100% about them and 0% about you because you're like at work or something and um, you're talking to this person and they're like really curt or or short with you and you're like oh what why is that person mad at me right but it's probably something is going on with them yeah that is making them worried and has nothing to do with the interaction that you're having at the moment it's something that they're dealing with and then i've noticed myself doing it's just like i have something that's Mm -hmm. preoccupied uh my mind or i'm thinking about something or i'm stressed out about something and then i'm short or get uh, upset with someone when they're coming talk to me and then you know i try to catch myself and apologize like okay i'm really sorry i didn't mean to like absolutely uh, sound like i was upset or Mm -hmm. like or I wasn't coming at you at this at the meeting right. or something. It's just exactly. blah blah blah, you know. And exactly. try to apologize because yeah. I do feel like then, if I thought that someone was mad at me because of the way that they're talking, then mm-hmm. I have to catch myself on yeah. how I talk to people. Exactly. Too, but, yeah, yeah. Totally. You said that much better than I did. <laughs> yeah. So no, no beef, no beef at all. Maybe the carrots would be. I loved Zach's shout out to you of you encouraging him so to nice. join yeah. the choir. That was so nice of him. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> but it was really, really sweet of him to tell that story. Like I said, I don't remember that at all. But 
I, so my cousin, I don't know if people even know this. My cousin is Mandy Williams, who was, who also graduated. With Possible us. future guest. We'll see. I oh, texted her. I, I have beef with Mandy. Oh, do you? Like, okay. real beef. <laughs> okay, Mandy, get on here. I did text her and I said, okay, I'm doing it. So you need to do it too. So hopefully she'll come on. But okay. she, yeah. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> She texted me like a couple years ago when, when you guys were kind of first starting and she was like, did you know that Steven Gonzo have this podcast? And did you know that Zach Hewlett gave you a really nice shout out? And I was like, no. So I went and listened and it was so nice. So thank you, Zach. You're awesome. He and I grew up together in the same ward and he's just a good guy. So yeah. It seems appropriate that Zach should probably sing a song and right? send it in a voice memo. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, he should. Yeah. Absolutely. That's yeah. That's a bad idea. That's Zach. Do you, do you have a fun story you want to share or any last thing you want to talk about? Um, so when you guys talked to Alyssa Burton, she talked mm-hmm. about, um, that- we didn't talk to her. No, but it well, was you were there, Adam right? and no. it was Adam and Adam Bryson. And Bryson had an, an Alyssa right. episode. We weren't there. These, these guys send us Peter things Pants. and we record the things and then I put it all together. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You are a really good editor. <laughs> I thought for sure all four of you were talking to her at the same time. That's amazing. No, no, oh, no. Wow. It was just them too. Anyway, she shared the story of when she threw up in the bushes, yeah. like at Paul Curtis's house. So I, yes, that was funny. I also had a really embarrassing thing happen that night. This is probably more just something I need to get off my chest, you guys, and probably partly even apologize for. And maybe this is a dumb story, but so I was the one driving that night. It was for dog patch and I was the one driving and I was driving my parents' huge blue suburban, which is so hard to drive as it is. Plus like I'm a new driver still. And anyways, it was the end of the night. It'd been a long, been like a long day. Those dance days are so exhausting. So yeah, it's like breakfast. Yeah. To the evening. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I, we go and we we're at Paul's house and we're dropping Paul off. And I cannot remember if this happened before Paul got out of the car or after it doesn't matter. But when I was backing out of Paul's driveway, I hit the mailbox of the the house across the street in my big suburban. I hit the mailbox and like pretty bad. And again, I've explained how high school Marie was. So I was mortified. So embarrassed. Like I immediately started sweating and I'm like, (laughs) again, I don't even know if anyone else remembers this. Paul may have not even still been in the car. Cause if I was backing out, I was probably leaving his house. So he may have already been inside, but other people were still in the car. And I remember specifically Dan Hansen was still in the car. So, and I did not, I handled it very poorly because I just drove away and I was like, I didn't know what to do. You guys, I didn't know what to do. And I just drove away and never really spoke of it again. Describe the mailbox to me. I don't was it like a post and mail or was it one of those brick ones? No, I think like it was like decorative? a post. So it, it was not like a giant brick. Okay, no. yeah. But I think it was like, was there a moment Down. where everybody was silent and everyone yes. knew? Were you like, yes, there what was. was that? Or did you just say nothing and, and just drive did away? Did Dan not like speak no up? It's like, I, Marie, I, the right thing to do here is to get out and leave a note. Right? I, all I remember is it was silent for a minute. And everyone just kind of turned around and then looked at me. And I was like, I at first was so scared that it was like a kid or something. And oh, I was wow. just so relieved it wasn't that I was like, okay, well, let's just keep going. So we drove away and brought everyone else home. I ne- like, I never said anything. I never said anything to my parents. I was so afraid that I would get in trouble. There's no like scuff on the bumper or anything. You would think I would remember that. Maybe I, there must've not been, maybe I just hoped you they didn't notice. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, anyway, so as the years have gone on, whatever, like every now and then I'll remember that. Like I've told my kids that story and I'm like, I was not honest with a capital H. I was like, if that ever happens, you need to do the right thing. And Go knock on the person's door and tell them what you did. But at eleven at night or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or have Dan do it. Yeah. yeah. Well that's funny because again, I have no idea what happened after that because no one ever said anything. But as the years have gone on, I've often thought like Okay, yeah, Dan Hansen was in the car. Super honest guy. Like, I would not be surprised at all if he ended up going back and, like, like the telling day, the people. Like, yeah. He brought bricks. You brought <laughs> Like, my mind has convinced me that something like that happened. Or maybe Paul did know, and Paul and his parents, like, paid for it or something. I don't know, but I... If anyone in that car that night remembers this and went back and did the dirty work that I should have done, I am so sorry... And send me your Venmo and I'll pay you back because I feel so bad. Anyway, so dumb and silly, but 
I, with 20 years interest, that's yeah. going to be quite the invoice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Like, why? Plus inflation. <laughs> but seriously, like if one of my kids came to me and was like, mom, I just hit a mailbox. I'd be like, okay, let's go tell them. Like, yeah, let's go enough. fix it. And I think I just was like, oh crap, let's get out of here. <laughs> so anyway, but. Good story. Not really. I was racking my mind. I was like, what? What can I tell? Anyway. Anything else you want to talk about or share? I don't think so. You guys are awesome. I really do just want to thank you guys for doing this. I think what you're doing is great. I started listening at a time when I just was going through some hard stuff. And I listening to you guys in the car was like a little bit of light for me at a dark time. And it would make me laugh when I really just needed to laugh. So thank you for what you're doing. I think it's awesome. And I hope I hope it'll keep going. Oh, thanks, thank Marie. You. Yeah, as long as people much. want to come out, we'll, we'll keep doing it. We're here. We're not yeah. going anywhere. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Thank you. <laughs> so, Steve... We just got done talking to Marie. Do I sit here for this? Oh, yeah. Oh, I always wondered. Okay. Sometimes we do it after the people leave. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Uh, it was great. Um, I feel like it was years in the making. Because she's, like, she's teased us for so long that finally it really happened. I really think had we not had that little party thing, I don't think this would have happened. So really, thank you, Bryson. Um <laughs> I took notes. She probably thought I was just texting while she was talking, but I took a couple of notes. Let's hear. One, how many times do you think she said, I just wanted to prove to myself that I could do this? Four. That's probably about right. (laughs) But I just, I love that whatever thing it was, she was like, I just want to see if I can do this. She wasn't trying to do it for any other person. She was just like, I have this goal and I want to do this and I want to do it for me just to prove to myself. So yeah, so she just said that she wanted to prove to myself that I can do this. I love that she wanted to get her degree. So if she had a daughter, specifically, like this is something I've thought about a lot, showing her daughter that there's a world completely open to you to do this kind of stuff. And like, I I love to bring the youth to my office and it's really fun to watch like a big group of boys or a big group of girls. And my goal is like, I want to make women dentists. Like so many girls are like, oh, I can be like a dental assistant or be a dental hygienist, which is great because it gives you the flexibility. You can have a baby. You can do these different things. But like, I want to make a a girl dentist so bad. Like you can do those things, but you can be a dentist. I would do every, like I tell everyone, if anyone comes through my chair and I'm like, whether they're going to medical school or whatever, anything I can do to help you, please let me know. If you want to do this, you can come shadow my office. You can do anything. If you want advice of what classes to take at the U that will get you done faster and get you a better science GPA, whatever, because I had so much help on my journey that I, I want to do everything I can to help someone else, but specifically the girls, like with my daughter, I want her to know that she could really do anything and it doesn't have to be limited because she's a girl or whatever. So I love that. I love that she wanted to get her degree to show her daughter. And it's funny that it was, you got your degree the day before. So she has never been alive that you didn't have a degree. That's true. Or that she didn't have a degree. (laughs) Um, And then I also, this plays into what she said, getting the certification. Like she just wanted to get that uh, personal training certification. Not even necessarily to go do anything with it, but maybe to help people, but specifically women. And I that kind of that gets that plays into it too just i love the idea of just empowering women it makes the move by marie a little bit more legit it's it's done by a certified personal trainer 100 percent. and i think it's empowering and i think that it's great and i think the idea that you could everything you do is just movements and there's so many different movements that you can do to exercise a specific muscle and so it's there is a lot of creativity it is a lot of really cool stuff that she can do with it and i love that it's gonna help empower women and that's great and some guys you know <laughs> love it so no, I, I love it it was really good yeah it was great the the degree stuff i thought was great and um how exercising what she was saying that it was helping her um like giving her the motivation for the day and how and, and how it's become like like putting on clean socks it's like a non a non-starter it has to be done every day i i, I love that and that i feel i feel similar similar like i have to exercise every day it's not like you know i'm not like 
a super fit guy or anything, but you can do all those pull-ups. <laughs> yeah, but I do feel like <laughs> I just want to have a healthy, strong body, um, and exercising it. It makes me feel good about myself. It makes me feel like makes me feel healthy and and good. And I think I'll be like a healthier, older person because of it. Because I want to have. It's it's not that I want to be like ripped i'm never gonna be like ripped I, I like cookies too much but i will like i want to have a, a strong body and especially with like having a, a special needs um kid that we i don't know if he's gonna like his level of assistance or what he'll need from us and like like even now i mean every kid has tantrums but i don't know if he's gonna be like and this is stuff that i just think about it's like if he's if he's gonna be like physical and like I have a 17 to, year old exactly role. a 17 year I don't know what he's going to be like at that point he's going to be big and strong I need to be I need to be strong enough to protect him as well so he doesn't hurt himself you know all the stuff that yeah. like goes through my mind about that and that's so like so I'm like okay I'm, I exercise every day because of that you know because I'm going to be like in my 50s then and mm-hmm. like I need to be healthy at that yeah. point you're going to be like Robert, Rob, uh, Robert Kennedy it's like 70 year old super jacked guy running for president <laughs> Sure. <laughs> I'm just going for Rob Lowe and Parson <laughs> No, I love what you're saying about that because you and I have talked a lot about like kids and I, my goal, like I go and exercise every day. I like to weight train, but I don't have like any goal. Same thing. I'm not like trying to get all ripped. I'm not trying to, but I just want to be able to play with my kids. I think so yeah. many guys our age don't. Or they'll play with their kids for a short time. as like, yeah, I don't want to be a tired dad. Yeah, like you and I, we talk about this. Like, we're ready to play. We're always ready to play. Like, if there's this weird thing, we're gonna show up with our swimsuits. We're gonna, like, we're gonna be <laughs> well, not there. a weird thing if it's a, <laughs> if it's a swimming activity. Like, if most parents are gonna come in jeans or whatever. Yeah, you and I are gonna kids. come in swimsuits. And and I think there's a huge difference. And I think that 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 plays a lot into our mental and emotional health as well. Like, wanting and looking forward to playing, and our kids see that and I just think that there's so many guys our age that just spend all day sitting and they're tired and they don't um, like I've told you I, I'll go to like activity days and take my 8 year old son we'll go to Lehigh Rec Center and it's like other dads and it's like grabbing, fit, I'm just yeah. like I'm starting to attack 8 year old kids and I'm throwing them and yeah. then there's other dads who are just like just making sure yeah. they don't drown yeah. you know and uh, it's just I think that people think oh, you get old and you get fat like that's just mm-hmm. what happens like you, you actually don't have to, don't have to. <laughs> yeah like we get older and we get stressed and so we eat and then yeah. we don't move. Yeah. yeah. So but, moved by Marie. Yeah, exactly. So my biggest takeaway is parenting and parenting is important. It's something I think mm-hmm. about a lot. And then exercise. Like I love exercise and I'm not like fancy. So I and I've I've never gone I went to a gym like once um in 2005. And then I like walked right out. I'm like, this is not <laughs> yeah. for me. Sorry, so, Benji, I can't do this with you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I can't. It's just like uncomfortable. I do like I do feel like are oh, people looking at me? Am I doing stuff wrong? I'm like, nah, I'm just gonna do some push-ups at home. <laughs> <laughs> That's me too. Yeah. yeah. So, so it was great. I love that she came over. She brought us some treats. So yeah. I'm gonna dig into those later. <laughs> And then go exercise. Again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was great. So if you'd like to be on the podcast, send us an email. JordanHyde2004podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Mandy Williams. Who else Who else should be on? <laughs> Scott Embley. Scott Embley. Oh, Scott. Yeah. Where Come on the you? podcast. That'd be awesome. Ray Coleman. Where are you? Ray. Ray Thomas Coleman III. Mm-hmm. Please. Mary Jane. Get Mary Jane on here. Mary Jane Castleton. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know her last mm-hmm. name now, but... Um, yeah, Mary Jane, please. I think she just had a baby. Get her on here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can talk about parenting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We love talking about that. Yeah. Well, awesome. thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.